What's up, Taking Sides family? You guys are in for a real treat today. A lot of these questions center around issues that people are having with their roommates. One of them has an in-room roommate who stole their blanket and it's currently on their bed. So we're going to talk about our advice for this situation. And another one has a roommate who, while she's still sleeping, the other person gets up, makes a smoothie at 5 a.m. And we're going to talk about how we would handle this situation. Another family has a person upstairs who is extremely loud, wondering how they should handle it. So we'll give our two cents on that. And then finally, there's a little curveball, a couple asking how to prepare for kids before they have them. And Ashley specifically has some really good thoughts here. So stick around. This is a really good episode. Excited to have you with us. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. You're listening to Taking Sides with the Dashleys, a show where couples send their funniest arguments or most divisive daily disagreements to us, the Dashleys. Everybody wants advice on their relationship issues, but it can be kind of risky to talk about them with your family and friends sometimes. Taking Sides is a new podcast where you can anonymously solicit feedback on your relationship issues directly from us, Dallin and Ashley, as well as from special guests from time to time. We'll give you our unqualified advice and our thoughts with the hope that it is somewhat insightful, maybe helpful, and definitely entertaining. So please send in your submissions to takingsideswiththedashleys at gmail.com and you will be in one of our next podcasts. Cool. Let's go. Let's go. Hello, everybody. I am back. I am back in the hot seat. Good to have you here, Ash. I returned from my travels and I'm back. And I come back with like new, new vibes. Do you? Like we get some, we get some angry people writing into us sometimes who don't agree with what we say. And I'm just here to say like, it's okay. Like people just do what makes them happy. And Dallin and I are just giving you our insights on how we handle things in the way that makes us happiest, but they may not be the way that makes you happiest or the things that matter to me. Like an example would be like a clean house. Uh huh. Like some people will think that's totally crazy and nutty, like how important that is to me, but it's just important to me. And that doesn't mean it needs to be important to everybody. That's a good message. Just pursuing happiness over here. I love it. <laughs> just feeling enlightened, like just Figure out what makes you happy and do it. There is no right and wrong. There is just what makes me happy. And whenever you do something, there will always be somebody to tell you that you're right and tell you that you're wrong. Yeah. And probably the people closest to you do things, would do things differently. And that doesn't mean that you're wrong or they're wrong. It just means that different things make you happier and different things make them happier. And a good couple respects the crazy, quote unquote crazy, or respects the weird. Let's say weird. Respects the weird, quote unquote, in the other person. Because we're all weird. And no couple. We're just a different kind of weird. And you still, you makes you laugh. You laugh about it. And you still build a beautiful life together. A life that you love together. And no couple is the same. And I think, because like when you merge two lives, like it's not going to look like It's not like all of a sudden you're going to morph into this one thing that likes all the same things and dislikes all the other things. Yeah, like your neighbors who have merged two lives, it just is going to turn out looking different and having different goals and having different things that are important and it's just they're not wrong and you're not wrong it's just like everyone's kind of weird and different so you just kind of examine your values and your beliefs and like can we build a beautiful life together if so let's do this and i'm going to respect your weird and you're going to respect my weird and if we think that some of our values and life visions are a little too different then we might have to make some compromises that i don't really want to live with so we might just move on yeah and it's not going to look like your neighbors let's get real or let's not play you know what i'm saying exactly. Moving on. Man, coming into this podcast with just the hammer. 
That's good. Unqualified advice from Dallin Ashley. <laughs> I'd say that was pretty qualified. Okay. Uh, let's dive into the questions from you guys, shall we? This first one is from Jill. Hey, Dashleys, I have a quick issue. I've dealt with my roommate for the past few weeks, and I'm interested to get your take on oh, it. Roommate times. Let's like, do this. That is, roommates were so stressful. Were they? Because it's like... like I, I, I had some stressful moments with roommates. Like, I live with you, right? But I chose you. Right. And I guess you can, uh, you eventually get to a place where you can choose your roommates because you have like handpicked friends that you decide. You I always chose with. my roommates. But well, I only had roommates once. There are definitely semesters in my college years and after college where like you just have to move somewhere and you just need a place. So you just kind of buy a contract for a room in a house or uh -huh. an apartment that's already full of people and you just never know what you're going to get. <laughs> and it's just like... Well, let's see what Ugh. Jill got. She says, we live in a two bedroom apartment and share all the common spaces, living room, dining room, kitchen. Most mornings, my roommate brings out her blender and uses it at 6 or 7 a.m. before I've even woken up for the day. It is so loud and it abruptly wakes me up before my alarm. Oh, man, that's hard. I've asked her to wait until I'm awake or use it in the evening so it doesn't disturb my sleep. She claimed the first time that she thought I had left for work already, but the past few times I've asked her to stop, she has stated that she shouldn't have to change her routine just because I'm still asleep. How do I approach this situation? I can't afford to break my lease or move out for another eight months. Uh, okay. Oh I, my gosh. Like, that's why apartments are hard because it's not your house. Yeah. And it's not their house. Like all you own is your room in it. It's only like a mutual agreement that you have to come up with. No, there's no laws. There's no way to enforce it. Like... Dallin and I, like when we had babies, we stopped making smoothies early in the morning. We also stopped doing everything. <laughs> we, st we don't make meals anymore. We just eat what our kids don't eat. Just quietly snuggle in our beds. <laughs> like try not to cough when we're sick. Yeah. Oh, it's Man, hard. so this is where... Like she's not playing the drums. She's just making a smoothie. But I know we have a blend tech. And it is like a jet engine starting up in your living room. But we do love smoothies. It makes George cry. So when this we is make where smoothies. good old friend making and influence comes into play, because you're not gonna get people to change by being mean to them or by trying to force them to do something or being mad at them. You're gonna get people to change and want to do things for you because you're nice to them and do things for them, and you make them feel good about themselves and they want to reciprocate. I wonder if she could maybe like make her smoothies the night before. That is a very viable option. So what could you propose, Jill? I would propose maybe making them the night before and then like it's hard just though. mixing them because it's no, nothing like a freshly made smoothie. I was, so there's like two types of roommates. There's like the one, the giver, and then there's the takers. <laughs> and I was always very much like, I don't want you guys to be annoyed by me. Like I want it to look like I don't even live here. Uh -huh. Like I will only, like I don't, I didn't leave stuff out. My stuff was only in my room. Like, I didn't even want to be in, I didn't ever want any, anyone to think I was the one leaving dishes in the sink. Yeah. So I had my own bowl that I like kept in my room. Like yeah. I never wanted to be the problem or the issue. And this, this, uh, your roommate kind of sounds like a taker. Like this is a pretty obviously annoying thing and they know that you don't like it and they're still doing it. Yeah. Like if, in a family, like it would be no weird thing if like you started making a shake at five in the morning and someone walked downstairs and was like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> Seriously. Stop it. Like we live in the same, that's ridiculously loud at this early hour. Yeah. So just, Maybe, I wonder if you ooh. could propose what you can do for them. Like, is there anything There's I could like do for you? How can I make plug? this worth you it? You plug it into the garage. <laughs> yeah. Is there a garage? Like if they absolutely have to have their smoothies. Like just bring the cup in to put all your stuff in into the kit in the kitchen 
and then take it out into a gar- the garage. You can and prepare blend it all you want in the kitchen, but yeah, then just blend just it real quick down in the, in the garage. garage or the basement. There's one option that you could propose in exchange for you doing something nice for them. But like, see, I would hate to know that like someone was mad at me. Well, that's because you're a kind, very considerate person. And this person doesn't seem to be wanting to budge, which is pretty annoying because that's an obviously loud thing. Or I'm just like, I'm a conflict avoider. So like, that's why roommates were stressful to me because like uh-huh. some people are just grouchy. Yeah. And they just want to fight. Uh-huh. And so that's why you guys got to go it from a making friends point, not like a forcing them to do anything. Or it's just one of those Because you're like, stuck with them for another eight months. Is it worth it to get in this terrible fight that you have to Well, that's in? kind of like, it sounds like a daily thing. It keeps waking I know, up. That would like, be so annoying. I don't, if maybe, sometimes if you like, people don't always act rationally, especially roommates. And sometimes if you like bring something up, it could ruin the relationship and turn it into a hostile environment for the rest of your lease. Yeah. So, so you kind of have to weigh like, is it worth it? You can do anything for eight months. Like, (laughs) is it worth it? I would always be like, it's not worth it. Like, because I'm a conflict avoider, but yeah, that's not always the best course. And I don't know your roommate. And I don't know if she's like one of the scary ones who you hope doesn't kill you in the night (laughs) or like just a really nice girl. Yeah. (laughs) Who's just likes making shakes. Huh. So man, see what you can do to like negotiate something out where maybe she just simply blends it outside in one of the outside outlets or stinks that there's only two of you because like if there were an odd number, you could maybe get the other roommate to, you could do a vote to do a vote kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Yeah. And so I would just be like, man, it's obvious that I'm still sleeping and this is really hard for me. I obviously can't make you do anything, but I would love to work out something where you can figure out another way to blend your shake in a different location. What can I do for you? Like, let's work something out because I want to be your friends. I don't want to make this situation work for us. And I just would really, and then just go at it from that perspective. Or you can be like, all right, I've always wanted to be an early riser. Like, let's (laughs) get to the gym. (laughs) This person's helping me wake up and go to the gym. What if you went to bed an hour earlier, just got up an hour earlier, used her stupid blender as your alarm, Saw it as happening for you, not to you. If Some, we want to go all Tony Robbins on this sometimes, and be like, what? I'm a morning person now. Yeah. Like sometimes when I have to do crappy things, uh-huh. I save good things to do while the crappy things are happening. Like, so I get excited about it. Like when James and George used to wake up every night, eight times a night, I used to save like Grey's Anatomy and I would watch it while I would rock them to sleep. And I would almost get excited for them to wake up. Uh-huh. Because that's when I was, that's like the only time I allowed myself to watch Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> okay, there's another there's trick. There's another thing. Well, Jill, uh, let us know how this goes. Hopefully we gave you some tips that might be helpful. Um, she ends it saying, thanks to Ashley's love all your vlogs and podcasts and your family is so adorable. Best, Jill. Well, thank you so much, Jill. Good luck. Next question. This is from Kennedy. Hey, y'all. My name's Kennedy. I've watched all your vlogs and listened to every podcast. <laughs> Whoa. Nice, Kennedy. Sweet. Uh, I'm still living in the single life, but you guys are so fun. And I feel like I'm prepping myself for when I enter that part of life. I go to BYU. Oh, hey! sweet. She goes to BYU. So it's fun to hear your story and be able to know where things are. Alan and, and I go on dates down in Provo and I like make him walk around BYU and I get all nostalgic. And yeah. I'm like, this is where I used to sell bread at the bakery. <laughs> and this is where I, this was my favorite bathroom to use. We love eating at the wall. Does there. anyone else have like, maybe I'm just a weirdo, but I had like, I... One of my, I hate public bathrooms, but when I went to college, like I was never at my apartment. Mm-hmm. So I found like these very, like the best bathrooms on campus. The and ones like down the hall that not many people use. Yeah. Like the ones in the, the basements of the, uh, like not very often used buildings. Like there was this really historic building there 
like one of the oldest buildings and it was like this beautiful marble building and no one ever went there except for kids who did honors classes, which is not a lot of kids. And kids who do honors classes have clean bottoms. <laughs> and I would, that was like my favorite bathroom on campus. Uh-huh. I forgot the building. It's one of the old buildings. Ugh. I would tell you, the- Kennedy, I would tell you, yeah. I would give you my, my bathroom. <laughs> We'll look it up and get back to you to know the Ashley's bathroom. And some bathrooms at BYU even had like beds in them. Really? Yeah. Oh, need to go there for college. The next. boys, I guess like girls need get beds and couches in their bathrooms. Yeah. Just a fun perk at BYU. Uh-huh. Are you sure you were in the nurse's office? No, like it was a thing like they really did nice things with the girls' bathrooms. And the boys would be like... I just wouldn't want to sleep in that environment. No, I think it's just if you need like to lay down or if you're not feeling well or like... I don't even know. Like, I don't know. That's cool. But like boys would always be like, are there really couches in your bathrooms? Yeah. And there are, there's like whole rooms of couches. That's legit. Like an entire couch room in the bathroom. Jealous. Yep. (laughs) Okay. Context. I live in an apartment with five other girls and they are all wonderful human beings. We've got a few roommate Mm -hmm. uh, questions this time. All right. This is the roommate podcast so far. Um, They're all wonderful human beings, including my in-room here to referred to as Sharon, not real name, roommate. In room, roommate. Oh, so you share a room with somebody, oh, yeah. not just the a, best an apartment. thing about college is when you kind of like up your game and get your, uh, your own room. Oh yeah, it is. Wait, life- so this is common to share a room with somebody? In- yeah, like in like the, a lot of the apartments have two beds per room. Oh man, not all of them, but like a lot of them are shared room. I I sound really privileged right now, but I just lived close to college, so I just. Drove from home to college for That's a lot. That's not privilege. <laughs> Just like I never shared a room with somebody all of college. For oh. one year I did. I shared it with my friend. Yeah, Brett. Uh-huh. Yeah, we were pretty chill. So I we would. never had any issues. One time I got upset because there was like peanut butter on my <laughs> on my multivitamins. That, but he felt really bad and then I felt bad and we made up very quickly. Okay, anyways, going on. Um... So my in-room roommate, her in-room roommate is Sharon. Her and I don't have a lot of common ground, so it's not always easy to have hard conversations or really any conversations. There's really nothing weirder than going to bed in the same room with a person who you're not really friends with. It's a little awkward. It's, it's so weird. like the girl in Pitch Perfect. I shared a bunk bed at BYU once. The Asian one that just whispers things. Oh, yeah. I had a bunk bed roommate. <laughs> it was a, an apartment I was in, and she lived on the bottom bunk, and I lived on the oh, top bunk. Oh, that's even weirder. Yeah. And like... Heard you shifting up there. Hope you sleep. One time I was trying to get up to the bunk because it didn't have a ladder. So I had to climb on the desk. (laughs) (laughs) You step on her face. So I like fell onto her because I slipped and she didn't, we didn't say anything. I just like. You didn't say anything? She she was asleep? Well, she was, but like she obviously woke up, but we were just so not close and like we just avoided each other. That is so awkward to me. I would have been like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Well, I was like, oh, sorry, but she didn't say anything. And so I just like limped out of the I'd like fallen far gosh another time I don't know what I was doing but I Kennedy we'll get to your question in a little bit I was on the top bunk and she was on the bottom bunk and my bunk bed was against the window so there was like a window space and I fell into it (laughs) and like she didn't do it she was just right there and I was like stuck in between the bed and the window your roommate sounds kind of like a weirdy she was well she was she was funny I don't know Huh. She, she didn't talk to anyone, and I was the unlucky one got, who got stuck. As her what are some of the things that that lady whispers from Pitch Perfect? I was born with gills. That's one of them. I was born with gills. <laughs> I was born with gills. <laughs> okay, get back to her question. I hate my twin. I 
set fires to fill joy. <laughs> Stay tuned for more Taking Sides, the marriage podcast. Oh, she's so funny. All right, let's get back to Kennedy's question. Um, all right, where are we? I tend to be a really non-confrontational soul and don't get bothered easily. Sounds like you. Yeah. Clean, messy, loud, quiet, or sharing roommates don't bother me. In the past, Sharon has dropped passive-aggressive comments to all of us about how cold our apartment is. 71 degrees. What the? That sounds hot to me. Coming from Arizona, I'm used to being the cold one, so I always respond, really? I haven't noticed. Well, in apartments where you share like that, everyone tries to keep the electric bill as low as you can, so you don't want to heat it a ton. Yeah, so 71 is cold to them. Like they're not heating it. That's Dang. normal heat. Like That's, that's what very, we heat very, very normal. Yeah. I was just fun. Really, really, I haven't noticed her. Honestly, I always wake up sweating, which is true. And I'm not even wearing more than shorts and a t-shirt to bed. I live in the same room as Sharon and know that she only has a couple of thin fleece blankets on her bed, which explains why she's so cold. You Hello, should buy Sharon. her a blanket. There like, here's go. a quilt. Merry Christmas, Sharon. Here's the dilemma. I have a blanket that I made. It's huge and heavy because it's made of denim and flannel. Well, that sounds comfy. I put it downstairs in the common area for everyone to use while watching TV or movies, while studying, etc. It doesn't bother me the slightest when people use it. If anything, it's like, dang, I make a good blanket. However, the other day I woke up and look over at Sharon's bed, which is four feet away from me, and I see my blanket. <gasps> it was just tossed over all the other blankets. So I figured she got cold that night. When I left to get ready for the day and then came back, her bed was made with my blanket. <laughs> now, maybe I'm crazy, but that feels like the line. It seems as if she's claimed my blanket and planted her flag that says, I'm Sharon. This is mine now. <laughs> and here's the thing. She had it for several days now and always makes her bed with it. What if I want to use it to watch a movie, Sharon? It's hard because does Sharon when you're in really, college... Does she honestly know that it's your blanket and she's just... Yes, it's hard because when you're in college... Everyone's poor and like the things that you have are like... There's like there's few gold. possessions yeah. that provide you of home and everything. So now I have a couple of options. Number one, turn up the heat so she's not cold anymore. Two, say my last goodbyes to my blanket because it's not mine anymore. I know this is silly, but the idea of confronting her about it, even in a friendly way, gives me hives. Well, it's Please weird help. because if you take it off her bed, then you're like, that's her area. You can't like touch her area. Right. Like you don't go on someone's bed. I'm just going to go and take your this my blanket off your bed. Yeah, then it looks like you ripped the the comforter off of their bed. Like uh -huh. you can't do that. So you're just going to have to have a good old conversation with Sharon I Kennedy. I would buckle never, up for see, this. Kennedy, I would just say goodbye to the blanket. Oh man. Hope you seriously would your favorite blanket that you made? Just wait till she moves and hopefully she gives it back. Oh my gosh. That I just can't live like that. I, I have lost to just the blanket talk about that way, things. Though. So Okay, well, Ashley would say goodbye to the blanket. I would be like, hey, what's up? Uh, I heard, I saw, how's my blanket? <laughs> Do you like my blanket? Or, or I'm glad you're enjoying my blanket. I kind of need that back, though. I uh, hope you're okay with it. Because it's yours. Like, that's just the law. Mm. Nobody can steal things. Apartment living is like... People in BYU, that's against the honor code to steal things. Boom. There we go. Hey, can that. I have my blanket back? It's just a weird thing, like, because then they'll be like, well, yeah, obviously. Like, you could always take it. I wasn't... You like you don't want them to think you think that they have stolen. In your it. mind, your mind will just come up with all sorts of things that they're Here's thinking. The thing. When in reality, what if you just said, "Okay, um, so my mind's been going crazy, and I've been making up this story that you are trying to steal my blanket." No, <laughs> and you if would it's never actually say that. true, no. Listen, with roommates, like you don't know where they're coming from. 
I've had like one roommate, I was freezing to death. Like they kept it freezing, like in Rexburg, Idaho, freezing. Uh huh. I I ended up buying a heater for my room because I turned up the heat one time and they made like a doll that looked like me and hung it from the like ceiling. Like they killed it and hung it there. What the heck? As a like, (laughs) as a like medieval like sign to me to never touch the thermostat again. Like as a joke or? No, it was like a doll that looked like me that they killed. This is so freaking weird. I'm telling you, roommates are scary sometimes. That's so messed up. And one that you sleep with. That time I had my own room so I could lock my door at night. Yeah, so just make just make yourself the weird one. Be like, I'm sorry, this is weird, but that's my blanket on your bed and I really need it back. Come up with an excuse for why you need it though because people, if they have a reason for doing... If if you have a reason, people are much more like... The brain is much more likely to really just go with it. Maybe needs a blanket though. Maybe just buy her one for Christmas and be like, hey, I saw that you loved my blanket and like when we move away, I wanted you to have this one. Like, I want you to have... Well, no, that's just assuming so many things. What if they just really forgot? Or what if they thought that she, was a common area blanket? I mean, like, she doesn't have a blanket. If you can just... Maybe just buy her one. Like, hey, I'm going out for the evening and I want to bring my blanket, but I feel weird Ooh, taking off your that's a good bed. one. Be like, hey, we're going on a midnight picnic. <laughs> yeah, I'm going on a date and I need... The, and I and I wanted to take my blanket. Are you cool if I take it off your bed? I saw that you are using it. And they're like... If they're weird, then then they're just weird person because that's definitely not weird of you at all. So just give them but a come the up thing. with a reason that you need she it for. She has to live with this girl for another six months. Well, that's okay. This girl is not okay to steal. This is a principle. I know, but do you want to be living in a hostile room? There's yeah, nowhere to hide. I'll report this person if they're stealing my stuff no, and being a freaking weirdo. You don't, steal. you don't report that they're using your blanket. That's what is if they happen? keep stealing it. It's not like, stealing. Well, if you want it back, you should be able to get your own blanket back. This is just, these are the mind games but that I hate is, playing. She's risking. Let's get real. Let's not play people. Listen, when you don't, like, usually you can go back to your own house, but if I you, don't care enough about the relationship then. I know, but you have to live in a room with this girl. Well, then like they have to live in a room with you. So they should like freaking be a normal person and not steal things. Yeah, that's fantasy land. Not everyone's a normal person. What well, if, then just like lock down your few valuable possessions and then the blanket it was like, sorry, I guess it's come to this, but I'm literally going to fight you every day for my blanket because I like it a lot. <laughs> I don't know. Unless you really want to give it to them. At that point, you just take, just learn, you just have a section of your life where you lived with a super crazy person that you gave a blanket to. I don't know. This is making me frustrated. The games that you want to play with this person instead of just having a frank conversation. No, I've just been in a situation where I have had an in-room roommate that was awkward and weird and terrible. And I would have done anything to keep it from there. People are just different. Like not everyone gets along with each other. But there's societal norms that you have to expect them to be okay with. You don't just give away your blanket, your favorite blanket just because they're weirdo. Does she even know it's yours? See, that's that was my question. Like, maybe she just thinks it's a community blanket that she's borrowing. So yeah, just, I would do let's a get real. Let's be not like, play. Hey, I'm going on a date tonight. I'm going on a date tonight. I need my blanket, but I feel awkward taking it off your bed. Hope you're. Is it cool if I go grab my blanket? And they'll be like, 99.9 percent chance so they'll be good, like, yeah, sure. Do what Dallin said. That's a good one. There, do it. Next question. And then keep it in your car. All right, here's the next question. This is from Bailey. Dear Dallin and Ashley, my name is Bailey, and my husband and I recently got married on June 29th, only a few months ago. Well, congrats, you guys. That's the month we got married, too. June. It's a good month. Also, my birthday's in June. 
Mm-hmm. So far, we're living our best lives. Good. Marriage has been so fun with Zach, my husband, and we're looking forward to the rest of our lives together. Great, you guys. However, since getting married and moving into an apartment together, we have had some new neighbors move in above us. Oh, we had bad neighbors once above us. Yeah, that was it was that's a story for another day. I've never I thought it was a washing machine up there. <laughs> I didn't. I was just like, man. Okay, anyways. <laughs> I've never met them personally, but there is constantly loud thuds, bangs, crashes, etc. coming from above us. I know Dallin is probably sympathetic to my annoyance with all the noise, but I just don't know what to do. The only problem is that my husband and I are pretty sure it's because they have kids in their apartment. Oh. Highly likely. Since we just got married, we don't have kids yet and don't know the obstacles that involves. Part of me wants to bang on the walls when they make a bunch of noise to let them know that they're being loud. I did that before. Just bang on the ceiling with a broom. Then I felt bad immediately so afterwards, but I, my emotions got the best of me. You can't do that because like... This guy was right above me playing the guitar and stomping his foot on the floor to the beat for so long. Like I gave... Yeah, I put up with it for a long when time. When you do the banging on the ceiling thing, you become the grouchy under neighbor. You, you should just go up there and be like, hey, God, hey, man. I, I did. I did the first time. The second time, I just banged on the floor. With a broom, I felt like a ninety-year-old haggard. You're gonna be <laughs> Down's gonna be the grouchiest old man out there, and I put I'm your be, dog on leash. I'm gonna be like, now, dear. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. So, so you're so you're wondering if they have kids. Part of me wants to bang on the walls. Yeah. Okay. And then the other part of me wants to empathize with them and just let it go. Any advice would be helpful, especially if you've dealt with living in an apartment dorm situation. We love all your vlogs and podcasts. Can't wait to hear back. Thank you, best Zach and Bailey. There is a theme. We did not even mean to have this theme on the podcast. We're just kind of going through the emails as they come. This was my take on apartments. Like you're paying, you're living. I mean, like you get what you pay for and you can't expect that's part of being in an apartment. Like you can't expect to a degree. Like some apartments have really like you can literally hear people walking upstairs. Like they're probably not acting crazy well yeah and she would excuse that but she says it's constant loud thuds bangs crashes etc i know but like imagine if george lived in an apartment right i mean there's now. a reason that that one video about the upstairs neighbor went so viral like millions of people have this issue you seen that video where the the it was an interview with the quote-unquote upstairs yeah. neighbor no, and they're I, like we make sound <laughs> they just like it shows them at three in the morning it just should... dropping chains just purposefully making noise for the person below them like i consider our what we do art it should <laughs> be such like a, funny video. a two-way street like people should be careful as much as like you want them to be careful and as much as i like, was always trying to be considerate like living in an apartment right. like not being too loud not like doing this not throwing thing balls against the wall or anything just so that like it doesn't disturb the prison next door. But yeah. not everybody's like that. I mean, like in our apartment where we had George, like there was a lady who lived underneath me with and they played the loudest shows. Like it was so loud. Uh-huh. And like I could have been mad, but I kind of was just like it was just like the radio for me, I guess, like listening to these Disney shows on. So there's always like the rules of the apartment. Like you can you can definitely. But I would recommend I don't know if they do have kids. It's really hard to control kids. And. The last thing that any parent wants to hear when they're super stressed with kids going crazy is like, please control your kids. Like, do you not think I'm trying to control them already? Right. So, but then the other side of that is if they're just being careless or if they're just like a group of like, of like 20 something year olds living together, like a bunch of guys or something that could definitely keep it down. Um, Please like just bring them a plate of cookies. Like, Hey, we're downstairs. Like, I just wanted to introduce ourselves. See ya. There's a lot that happens once people know you. So like, and it's also nice if you got to know them, you wouldn't have all of these like crazy assumptions like, oh, they're just like 
being the worst. Like maybe uh-huh. you would be like, oh my gosh, like they have like two young toddlers and they're so nice. Like once you know them, it's easier to have sympathy. Put a and face like to them. Empathy and, and understanding for them. Yeah. And then like after you introduce them or bring them cookies or something, if it keeps going, you could just like... Uh, if you get their number or something or go up in person, like, I'm so sorry to be this neighbor, but like if, and if it's, if it's something they can control, obviously if it's kids, you just kind of didn't draw the, you just drew the short stick. Yeah. You drew the short straw and that's just what you got to live with until you can get out of your lease or until they move away. But if it is something like just a, a bunch of like kids in college up there messing around, like, hey, what's up, you guys? I, I hate to be Thank that call neighbor. management. No, I hate to be that neighbor. This is what I said to somebody one time that was just always like every Friday night, just super loud. Like, hey, guys, I, I hate to be that neighbor, but we're right below you and our kid's trying to sleep or whatever. Come up with a reason, an excuse. And and like really trying to sleep. It's just really loud. I was, I was, would you please like turn it down a little bit? Right. And any normal person will be like, oh, totally, because they want to be good neighbors, too. Yeah, and like, and then after that point, if it keeps happening, then that's when you did all that you want to do to keep good relationships with your apartment neighbors as long as you need to, and then you call the front desk because there are noise enforcement things. Yeah, but like, essentially, there's no noise enforcement between like during daylight hours. Like, we were living in an apartment one time, and we had a drum set. It was just we were selling it, so we had taken it out of storage and we were selling it. And Dallin played it once, and the management walked by. And we were like, oh my gosh, we're so sorry. Like we're selling it today. And he was like, oh, no worries. Like it's not before eight or after eight. It's not before 8 a.m. or after 8 p.m. Like you're fine to do whatever you want. So essentially you're just asking them to be more courteous than the apartment even cares that they are. Mm -hmm. And it would only happen if you're friends. So got to make friends. To influence people, it's a lot better to be friendly than to be mean. Bring like a treat over and introduce ourselves. Be like, hey, we're on, we're your downstairs neighbor. It's nice too to have people like looking out for each other, uh-huh. let you know if anything weird is happening. Or so I would do that, and just so you're not like imagining them being the worst people ever. Maybe it's just like I don't know, like what it could be, but yeah, it could be anything. John Mayer, life's too short to keep playing the game. Love that quote from John. He just he's a, he's just playing a little riff on the guitar between songs, and he's like just says tells a story about. Um, so many of you guys are just meeting each other and having so much fun. You're going to get some numbers tonight and you're going to be wondering if you want to text this person or not and wondering what they're thinking, wondering if it's too soon, wondering if it's too late. I want you to just forget all that. And I want you to just text them and be like, come over because life is too short to keep playing the game. And everybody's like, yeah, like cheering for John Mayer. I love that. It's just life is too short to keep playing the game. Yeah. Also, there is a learning curve with apartments. So if this is your first one, like Dallin and I went through like five or six. And by the last one, we were in our favorite place because we knew exactly what we wanted. Mm -hmm. And like, if you hate people making noise on, on top of you, then you should like get a top floor floor. apartment. Yeah. Then you've got to carry all your crap up three flights. And that sucks. So it's kind of like you have to weigh what's good or what's bad, but maybe you guys are top floor people. What you want to do is get yourself in 30 years of debt with a mortgage own a house. Just like us. Just like us. Here we go. Here we go. Next question. This one's called Planning for Kids from Michaela. All right. Hey, Dan and Ashley. I love tuning in your podcasts and vlogs. My family thinks I'm crazy, but you and George and James bring so much joy to my days. 
Well, your family's crazy, Michaela. Yeah, you tell them. Just kidding. <laughs> All right. She says, I don't have an agreement or a fight to discuss with you. I'm just seeking some advice. Most people enter relationships with some kind of preconceived notion about the way things should be done. Often things they just inherited from their family or parents. Absolutely. Lots of them are little things like the right way to fill the dishwasher or what laundry detergent you buy. It's things you've never really thought about until they're challenged by the other person. I'm not worried about the little things, but I worry about the big things. I'm going into the medical field in pediatrics. Wow, that's awesome. And I have spent a lot of time thinking about how I want to parent and what's important to me. I love watching your vlogs because it exposes me to new and different ideas. My partner really hasn't, hasn't, and is a we'll figure it out when the time comes kind of person. That sounds like me my approach to parenting before we had kids. Um, I'm wondering if there is anything you really wished you'd talked about before you had children relating to how you want to parent and what's important. Thanks so much, Michaela. Um, our story is I had some big ideas. And, well, I would... and big actual training from like your child development degree and teaching for two and a half years. Yeah, I had like big opinions. And I kind of told them to know it and I was like, I, this is a deal breaker for me. Like I want to parent this way and I need you to be okay with that. Like, I think that was our conversation. (laughs) And he was like, oh, okay. Like whatever. I really didn't think I was like your partner. I will figure it out when the time comes first and, or just kind of, I think I actually wrote down the words defer to Ashley, which (laughs) is a horrible position to be in. I mean, I guess that's a good starting point, but like, but like, that um, was kind of how we entered it. And it was rough. It takes more than one person because whether you realize it or not, once you have kids, so many scripts are going to kick in from your childhood, from how you're raised, from how you've seen your older siblings raise their kids, how you've seen your friends, what you've seen in movies. And it just became what your aunts like, and uncles taught you like so many scripts. It became a, will kick in a point of of fighting because I was the one convicted to things convicted to this parenting style and Dallin, whatever parenting style you choose. And Dallin was like cool with it. I was convicted to the style of reacting emotionally to things that bothered me. Right. But he wasn't like, (laughs) it it didn't feel like we were a team. It was like me being like, remember, this is our plan. Like you can't do that. And he would like, it wasn't like something he was passionate about because it was my idea. So it just bugged me that Ashley's like correcting me on something right and so we've spent the last since james was born like when your kid is born they're just a baby and there's like a few things like are we going to sleep train or not or are we going and they're little things but when they start being toddlers that's when like you really you're like wow what i say really impacts them and and when you realize that your voice becomes their inner voice when they're grown up like that is a humongous responsibility and i don't want to and you kind of have mess to things up. decide. I want to give them the best self-confidence, the best chance at succeeding and having a emotional intelligence of like a lot of emotional intelligence possible. Yeah. Like there's not a lot of like consequences before two. And even like that at two is when you're like, how do I view my child? What is my parenting style? Like, what are my, the philosophies I hold to? Like, what is my guiding force? You kind of have to decide at around two because that's when things start being like more than, oh, what a cute baby. And look at what the sweet thing they did. That's when they start doing things that aren't sweet. I actually heard that you can like tell from urine samples of even younger than two, how stressed, how stressful the house is. Yeah. Well, that's just like house stress. So like it's like actually par- having physiological effects on your kids. If, if you're, there's lots of disagreement and anger and stress in the house. Yeah. Like between the parents, that's lots not, of fighting. Yeah. And I think like a parenting style essentially becomes a lifestyle. And kids will first blame themselves. Like I must be the reason for this. Yeah, that's kind of a different... So that's a lot of mind 
schemes too that like it's, it's a, so what we're trying to say is it's a huge responsibility that I really wish that I studied and decided and learned about and planned on before the kids were born Dallin because kind of like I would have saved a lot yeah. of fights and would have like helped us be on the same page because it is such a huge responsibility that you are all of a sudden thrown into nobody's fully prepared for it I unless you've like, been a babysitter or ner- nanny for a long time well I was just like I think it's just like a, maybe a personality thing like I wanted to be prepared like I wanted like Michaela kind of like it was like something heavy on my mind like I wanted to be ready and to have a tool belt and I had like I didn't think you needed a tool belt I thought it would all be natural I thought it would just kick in I had been a nanny and I had taught school so I knew it sucks when you don't know what to do when something happens like when a kid acts a certain way or a, a rule is broken or like something happens the worst position you can be in as a teacher or as a nanny is like not having a game plan Mm -hmm. like, or like, like not knowing how to handle that situation. Like when my worst was when I had a a child with like, he had like really big behavioral issues that I wasn't prepared for or trained for. And our school had just fired all of the behavioral aids for, (laughs) with budget cuts. So like he was my responsibility and it, every day was terrible because I didn't like, I didn't know what to do. Like I didn't know the right way to do anything mm-hmm. with him and it was just hard. So I always, when we had our own kids, I always wanted to like, and that's like teaching school. Like you're prepared for every day and like parenting is hard because it like teaching school, you're, you train to teach a certain grade. So you're prepared for like all of the developmental things that happen in that grade age. Like you're ready for it. Parenting is hard because they go from like, they just keep growing and they're still with you. They don't move up to the next teacher who's an expert on their age. Mm-hmm. So it like, uh, Della and I say all the time that we wish, wish so hard that we had read books, gone to like some seminars and classes and just even gone to like a family therapist. That's what our therapist right now isn't just a marriage therapist. He's a family therapist. Marriage and family. Yeah. MFT is, if, is pretty common. Like look for a marriage and family therapist. If they we are like af- your best friend. If we could have afforded that, and we couldn't have when we had George, it would have been so. Even when I got pregnant, it would have been. But so with nice. our insurance, we could have. We could have. It's like a lot of insurance is covered, or at least pay for a large portion of it. Yeah. I really wish. I we wish we could have that. gone there because there's so many things you don't know that you're going to experience, or emotions, or behaviors, and it's so nice to go to someone who has answers and who can be like, "This is actual answers, yeah. though, based on like studies and science and brain development and developmental behavior." For their specific to their age, what you need to worry about, what you don't, what you need to yeah, like focus how do I on, what you don't. Sibling rivalry. What is junk behavior versus what is really consequential behavior that how, you need to address? Yeah, like how can my husband support me while I'm experiencing postpartum depression, or like, like all these things? I wish we could have just had like a monthly visit with a family therapist. What do I let slide? What do I need to like um, address and change? Because so much I learned, I've learned that you can let slide. <laughs> Yeah. I'm just worried I'm going to like spoil this kid or I'm worried I'm going to like so, ruin their development and have this huge fear of failure and that just cripples me instead of like having coming at it from a place of like I know what I need to do in this situation to help this child have the best possible chance of developing as a human. Yeah. Like you're raising adults, you're not raising kids. And there's a you already lot have to kids. Like like, ages and stages. Like kids act differently at different ages and comprehend. Learning all those things too. So and brain development and and you, proper expectations for their age, stuff like that. You could read a thousand books 
Um, I usually buy books and then read the first chapter or two, and then it kind of falls away. I, the, the really, honestly, the most helpful thing for us has been like, it was so nice when we were having an, just like questions about how to handle tantrums with George. It was right after we had started with our family therapist and it was so nice to ask him. And he was like, well, here's a ton of book. Like, here's a book you should read. And it was, here's the first one you should read right now. Scream free parenting. And then then he talked to us for an hour and we did role playing and he like gave us some really good tools, like, like metaphorical tools, like strategies and things to use with George. So it wasn't us just guessing Mm -hmm. what might work. It was like, it's nice to have like a professional to like, it's just really nice when something comes up, it's not Dallin doing it because I decided to do it or doing it because I think it's the right thing. There's no, I mean, there is always doubt, but it's because like our therapist who's a really good therapist and who's been to tons of school and we love how he like, is like we love all of his philosophies and principles it's because like he told us to do this like it's just nice it takes a lot of pressure off of you know hopefully he's telling us the right things but it's all worked so far it's all been really good so good makes so much sense really like and it brings me so much peace of mind knowing i'm doing like the right thing not just guessing and wondering if i'm failing or not yeah so anyways, thank you guys so much for your questions. That's That wraps up this episode of Taking Sides, the Marriage Podcast. I'm Dallin. This is Ashley. We love doing this with you guys. Uh, please re- leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us and, so that you don't miss a future episode. We will post all of the episode links on Facebook and join the Taking Sides Facebook page where you guys can join the conversation, give feedback and give your own, take your own side or give your own two cents on submissions for this podcast because People will love to hear what you have to say there and you guys can all reason together. Or if we were just flat out wrong on something in your opinion, just let it be known there because it's fun, lively conversation. Keep it, mm-hmm. keep it cordial, which you guys always do. And we kick out the spammers anyways, because there ain't no time for that. Life's too short to keep playing the game. That's right. Okay. Love you guys. Have a good rest of your day.